Hallelujah. This is Grace Life Komi Podcast coming to you under the umbrella of Chimde Honor Ministry International. You are welcome to this episode. May you be blessed as you listen. God bless you. word explosion basically it's um, a fellowship and a depth of interaction with the word of God um, we just want to know more of God's word we want to get into God's word more it's strictly a fellowship with the word of God amen to Jesus amen. and our word explosion for um, this um, month of April it's um, tagged um, um, the word was made flesh praise God forevermore so we're going to be studying um, by the grace of God from the book of John John chapter 1 starting off from verse 1 it's going to be an interaction with the word of God like we said so we are not rushing anywhere we are not um, trying to keep up with the syllabus we are just flowing with the word of God and I believe that we're going to be learning quite a lot from word explosion now in doing this we are going to be getting into details by the help of the Holy Spirit um, we're going to be using various translations to get clarity the purpose of this is to get clarity praise God forevermore Hallelujah. and um, 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 we're going to be using um, a, a, trans, a, a Bible translation which happens to be um, the New Testament with um, 26 translations Wow that's wonderful and um, um, with this I believe we're going to get a broad spectrum of, um, of an understanding of God's word praise God forevermore um, and now um, for, for purpose of understanding now this 26 translation um, the basis of this translation is the King James amen to Jesus amen. now so the King James version is the base for this work this 26 translation and it is the only translation which is quoted in its entirety so basically our basic um, um, translation we're using is the King James translation many of us know about the King version i am a king james boy amen to jesus i grew the king james i still love the king james i still buy the king james i'm still addicted to the king james i have hard copy of the king james amen to jesus um so i, I love the king james i because I, I, I grew with it now other translations are included only when they differ significantly from the king james so we are going to be looking at us put up other translations here and they will be used when they um, have a significant difference from the King James. But if they don't have a significant difference from the King James, then you discover that will not bring them up. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. All right. Um, so um, sometimes only a few words of a given translation of a single passage require quotation. Why? Because that's the only, you know, um, place of difference with the King James. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. But if there is no difference, then um, it, it will not be brought up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that's one thing you, you note in this study we're going to be having. Praise God forevermore. Now, another thing I also want us to note is that um, um, the, 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 the reader uh, will observe that the translators at times differ sharply in their renderings of the same passage yeah i believe some people must have had such a challenge say um, i pick up this um, version and it's the, the, the rendering is kind of different i pick up this version the rendering is kind of different. no it's not that the scriptures are contradicting each other are we together we're going to know the reason for that and um often this simply indicates a difference of opinion in their understanding of the meaning of the original text are you get what i'm saying now so usually we when um translators um translate they, they translate based on their meaning of the original text now even if you go to the original greek you discover that there are different greek writers we have Taya. i usually use Taya, but there are others are you get what i'm saying and they all translate based on their meanings of the original text when you go to the hebrew you have brown 
there um, um, he's also um, a translator and you get what I'm saying and these all translate based on your understanding and you see um, we don't we don't have clash with them because of their understanding are we together uh, we are just to get the best out of it why is this so let's look at first Corinthians chapter 12 chapter 13 sorry verse um, 12 and then verse 9 let's read it please okay so first Corinthians chapter 13 verse 12 says for now we see through a glass darkly but then face to face now I know in part but then shall I know even as also I am known and verse 9 says for we know in part and we prophesy in part beautiful that explains it all we see through a dark glass. You know, this Apostle Paul speaking here, one of the great authorities in scriptures, I get what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. He's speaking here and he's saying, we see through a dark glass. And we know in parts. So when translators translate on the basis of their dark glass, you don't fight them. Are you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You try to get the best. When they translate based on the path they know, you don't fight them. You try to get the best. And, and, and when we, and Apostle Paul also says, we prophesy in parts. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So that's one of the problems I have when I see that people are fighting over scripture. My brother, my sister, no matter what you know, it's still a dark glass you are seeing from. So long as we are still in this human trend, it says when that which is perfect is come. That means it says, and then it says when we go to be with him, we shall know what? In totality. So, so long as we are in this human flesh, we are limited by the dark glass of our human flesh. Are you getting what I'm saying? And our human mind, the Holy Spirit releases everything to our spirit, but our human mind receives gradually. That's the reason why you may get an understanding to scriptures today. And another three years from now, the understanding broadens. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, because our reception is from the perspective of the dark glass. And that's why we are not to fight ourselves in the, in, in, in the church. Praise God forevermore. Our, past, our, our prophes, prophesying is what? In parts. We will never prophesy in full. We only prophesy in full when we go to be with the Lord Jesus. Praise God forevermore. And let's look at another uh, verse of scripture. Proverbs 25 verse 2. And Proverbs 25 verse 2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. You see that? Is the glory of God to do what? Conceal, conceal a thing. thing. You see, scriptures have been concealed by God and it is his glory. And that, that, that's why you can't just pick it up as a newspaper or an article and think that you can get the same out of it. No. Just as, you know, being inspired from God. Yeah. It can't be the same because yeah. it's, 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 it's a concealed article. Let exactly. me use that, that term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so that's one thing we need to come to scriptures with. It's concealed. And, and um, God, I, why does God conceal it? conceal it? Because that's what makes him glorious. Yeah. That's what makes him glorious. Mm, it's the glory of God the to glory conceal, of God to conceal thing. the thing. That's what makes him glorious. He has concealed everything. Now, like somebody once said, he said, man does not invent anything. Man only discovers. Mm. What does it mean to discover? This means to own. To neg- this is negative. So to discover means it was covered and you now do what? Uncover it. Says the glory of God to conceal a thing and the honor of kings to do what? Search it out. So the more we search, what happens? We attain kingship. The Bible says you are kings and priests. And <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So it's, it, some of the time we just like to pick this scripture, we are kings and priests. You know, it's not something you get excited about. It's something you work to become your reality. 
To manifest kingship means to what? To search out scriptures. Search out scriptures. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. So we understand this. Amen to you. So they, 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 they all, um, the difference in opinion is their understanding of the meaning of the original text. And we don't fight them for that. Praise God forevermore. We appreciate the work they have done. Are <laughs> we together? Yeah. And we build on it. Amen. In other cases, however, a difference may be accounted for by the fact that the translators were not rendering the same text. Are we together? Praise God forevermore. So when they are not rendering the same text, amen, when they are not translating the same text, then there could be a little, you know, let me use the word, um, variance, but it doesn't mean a discrepancy. For example, Monsignor Ronald Knox, some of us would have heard about the Knox translation. It's a beautiful translation. Monsignor Ronald Knox version um, is based on the Latin Vulgate. The Latin Vulgate, Latin Vulgate, that kind of the vernacular Latin. I know the Bible was um, was was uh, was um, basically the, the Jesus spoke Aramaic, uh, which is vernacular Greek, so that if his listeners could listen to him. Um, the, 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 the apostles spoke Greek. Um, so vernacular, sorry, um, um, uh, Aramaic is vernacular Hebrew. Amen to Jesus. So his his listeners could understand him perfectly, and the the disciples were all Greek. They were all Jews. So they either spoke Hebrew or they spoke what? Aramaic also. Are we together? For somebody like Peter who was an illiterate, should have expected that he was speaking Aramaic. Is that not so? Praise God forevermore. Yeah, because he was an illiterate. Praise the Lord. Alright. So now, um, 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 Old Testament Hebrew, New Testament basically Aramaic Hebrew, but had his first translation into Greek. Amen to Jesus. And then next was Latin. And then King James came from Latin. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now John Knox went took from latin and you get what i'm saying which was a beautiful place to translate from and then also um george n lamsa translated the aramaic text so straight from aramaic lamsa took are you get what i'm saying now you can see the, the, where they translated from now all other versions are based on greek text you see that okay now but at times the greek manuscript themselves show significant variations that's why you see um the, the most reliable remains the Aramaic. Are we together? Yeah, the Aramaic, the Hebrew. Are we together? That they are kind of they are, they are the most reliable. Now, but you see, everybody translated based on the material he had available to him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and for these ones to do their translations, we must give them kudos. Exactly. We must. <laughs> you see, they, they actually lived translating. Um, the likes of uh, uh, Martin Luther translated um, a Latin into English and the other didn't live this life translating. translating imagine translating how many books and you have to be scholarly to do this work because you have to check and cross-check you have to know what they call um, um, translation errors and avoid them for example one word may mean two different things let me give an example in my language Igbo language the word okun it means fire and it also means light but it it is used in different contexts so now for you to translate perfectly you have to know the context in which oku is used so you can use it rightly exactly so this was the tedious work these men did and we owe it to them we give them kudos for the great work they did they did not some of them they didn't have the pleasure of shouting and preaching like we shout and preach today some of them didn't have the pleasure of even you know doing the miraculous like we do today what i talk about the likes of weekly the likes of tyndale these men they didn't have the pleasure of let me use the word getting the benefits of let me call ministry that we do today 
their life was sold out to what? Getting these scriptures available to us. So we would be doing ourselves a disfavor to fight the great job they have done. It is the spirit of harm that does that. We are meant to appreciate what they have done. Are we together? And make the best of it. Now, in looking at this situation of, you know, they translating based on the materials they had available to them, where this is so, each translator must decide for himself which reading is nearest the original. Praise God forevermore. Now, Henry Halford, Henry Alford said this. He said, a translator of Holy Scripture must be absolutely colorless. You must have, when you mean the word colorless, it means you must have a plain heart, a plain conscience. No, that means what? A transparent um, mind. I call it the umbrella, sorry, they call it the umbrella mind. An open mind. Are we together? Yeah. And he says, he must be ready to sacrifice the choicest text. It's not about, I like this translation, I like, no. He must be ready to sacrifice the choicest text and the plainest proof of doctrine. If the words are not those of which he is constrained in his conscience to receive as God's testimony. I get what I'm saying. So now you must come with an open mind, a plain mind, depending on the Holy Spirit to get what is right. That is why some of the time when I'm preparing the teaching, some of the time I already have a preconceived notion or a preconceived idea before I go into preparation. And I begin to search scriptures and begin to compare and i see that what i thought of is not what scriptures is saying especially especially when the, the verse comes to you without you actually having a good grasp of the context exactly or in which the verse was used and then by the time you come in and you find out that oh the context i actually want to use this verse is not going to fit in it's yeah. not going to it be a misplaced you know um use of scripture to be a con, con yeah. out so, of context so it's at that time you are going to have a fight to yeah. either submit to the holy spirit's yeah. interpretation or you know your your emotions or your ha. okay so whenever i come to that place i always submit to the holy spirit i drop and i dump and i instantly throw away my preconceived you know no um idea or ideology it happened to me i was preparing the teaching and i saw it and i saw i'd already written and written and when i went i'd already written and when I went to the verse of scripture, I saw that, man, this thing is not it. You know what? That teaching, how many years ago, that teaching has not been completed today. <laughs> because I won't, I won't play down on the work of the Holy Spirit because I want to prepare what may sound exciting to people. That remains my basis of scriptures. And I believe that should be our basis of scripture. If we do this, we would appreciate the work done by those before us and then depend on the Holy Spirit to get broader and better understanding on the work that they have done. Why must we do this? Because we all see in a dark glass. We know in parts. We prophesy in parts. Let's make the most of the parts we have. Let's make the most of the dark glass we can see so that when we get there, we'll be glad that at least we made the most of what we had and we'll get the perfect understanding. That is the basis of, you know, what explosion this month. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. to Jesus. Amen. We God thanks and praise for another opportunity to share fellowship in His Word. Thank you, Jesus. This is what Explosion 2022, and this is the 18th day of this 
meetings. Mm. We celebrate God's grace and thank mercy. First of all, has the Lord helped us, and we can go say thank you, Lord, for the midlife we have been receiving. Um, let's say a word of prayer, and then we'll continue. Sweet Holy Spirit, we thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you for the great time of fellowship we've always had. We trust you for your presence again. We trust you to teach us from your word. Grant us understanding that we may live and grant us deep insights into the things that belong to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Welcome once again, World Explosion 2022. This is 1 um, um, John. We've been on John chapter 1. And um, we're on the seventh verse. And um, we're trusting God for the Lord to help us um, do the little we can in the course of this um, word explosion 2022. Um, and to the extent we can stop here, we'll stop and then we'll continue subsequently. Amen to Jesus. Amen. We are trusting God that from we will we'll be assigning some days, you know, yeah. from next month also to yeah. continue on our study of the book of John. It's I think it's very important for every believer to have a study on the book of John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a powerful gospel. It's a powerful gospel. From one of my study, I, I got to understand that um, John actually, you know, um, wrote his own, um, you know, experience of Christ Jesus 50 years, you know, after Matthew, Luke and John. Wow. And, and, and Matthew, Mark and Luke. Wow, yeah. wow. So wow. He, he actually took his time to give us a, a, a comprehensive you know, experience and understanding. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. All right. Praise God forevermore. So, well, we stopped at uh, stop over um, the last um, 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 episode at um, understanding, you know, um, purpose, um, being that we're using um, the um, morph translation. It says, for the purpose of witnessing, that John the Baptist came for the purpose of witnessing, and we understood by the Lord. Um, we understood that um, when uh, that for purpose to be um, known, questions must be asked. Amen to Jesus. Amen. It left off at um, inquiry prayers and. Um, I think that's something everyone, the child of God, has to develop, praying prayers of inquiry. Just keep inquiring and inquiring, getting answers and working based on the answer. Amen to Jesus. Now, uh, we, we, based on what we've understood thus far, that um, um, when men have no problems, there is no purpose. Amen to Jesus. And they become the problem. And they become the problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, you know. So um, there's always a problem to solve, and um, um, problems are, are the reason why God, you know, creates purposes. Amen. And if you are not solving the problem, you become the problem. And so that's why we must solve problems. That's why we must discover our purpose. Um, everybody has a purpose. No matter how much you say others are doing what you are doing, but there's still something that God created you to do. You still have a role. You still have a role to play. We, we understood that in um, look when we looked at um, the resurrection of Jesus, when the women who came to, you know, um, um, pour spices on the body of Jesus, and um, despite the fact that the, the lady who had um, um, poured the alabaster box the perfume on his feet had had a good report, she had already taken charge of the whole room. Amen. But the women seeing that they had a place in, you know. In the uh, redemption plan, and they came to do their place, and thinking that this was what they came to do, rather it was so, something else God wanted them to do. So you can't say um, there's no purpose for me. Um, they've all done what I what I want to do. That's the lie. 
there's something God still has for And like you said, our, our purposes are revealed to us, you know, in pages, not yeah. actually in chapters. So why you feel that uh, some people have finished the, ch- the chapter of, you know, your, your kind of purpose, mm. you might just have been reading some pages out of yours, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. So we have to continue. All right, so um, we, 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 we need to um, go on in purpose. And the reason why messengers... Um, the, the, the understanding this is the reason why messengers cannot be idlers or time wasters. Yeah, you cannot be knowing that you have problems, you are sent to solve problems, you are sent as a solution. You cannot be an idler, cannot be a time waster. Even when you are tired, you still have to keep solving problems. Now, and one one profession that makes me understand this when they do their job with sincerity is a medical profession. You see that when they are answering their calls, their night calls, some of the times they are tired. But they still answer what the call yeah and that because you know that without their presence some lives will not be saved amen to jesus praise god forevermore hallelujah to jesus all right so um, messengers are sent by god to answer questions and solve problems that's the purpose to answer questions and solve problems so if they are not working that means they are not answering press questions and they're not solving problems and um Every messenger has a problem he was sent to solve. Every messenger has a question he was sent to answer. And that we must do. Praise God forevermore. Now, the messenger of God has only one goal or aim. And this is why he lives. You live for one goal. You live for one aim. But this goal and this aim has many pages in it. It unfolds as the day go by. It unfolds as the months, as the weeks, as the years go by. Praise God forevermore. So, purpose defines and totally determines the life and the living of the messenger of God. Very important we know this. The purpose determines and totally defines the life of the messenger of God. Some of us, um, um, messengers of messengers of God, think that. Um, there are different things that define our life, define our, 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 our destiny. But actually, it's purpose that defines it. Praise God forevermore. Now, it, it, this means from dressing to eating to the place of abode to the job to the way of speaking. Purpose determines, fine tunes, and tailors in totality the life of God's messengers. There's no aspect of the life of a messenger of God that is not determined by purpose. Praise God forevermore. Um, you know, I, I, it reminds me of a story that Kenneth Hagin gave in one of his books. He said there was a particular brother in church who came to meet him one day and was like, Ah, Pastor, the Lord has opened the door for me. So what do I say? Yes, I've gotten a, a better job with a better pay. Bigger, 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 better pay. What a glow, what a glorious in the Lord has a testimony. Hallelujah. And he said, while the guy was giving a testimony, he only asked the guy one question. And the guy said, yes, I'm, it's not going to be in this city. I'm going to be moving to another city for the job. I was like, okay. And he asked the guy, is there, in that city you are going to now, is there a Bible-based church there that you can be worshipping with? And the guy said, oh, I never really thought of that. <laughs> God so does not come first. I never really thought of that. I, I, I don't really know yet. But when I get there, I know. When you get there, you backslide. That's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. When you get there, you just lose out. You get out of it. You see, because it, 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 we, we don't understand that purpose determines 
even the jobs we take yes determines the business we do it determines the food we eat it determines everything are we together yeah. and that's the reason why i see how people say ah god judges the heart he doesn't judge the body and so they can dress in provocative ways and in every way because they believe that god judges the heart and it doesn't god looks at the heart it doesn't look at the body but um how will god look at the heart and not look at the body when he created the body you know and most especially after knowing that uh, you are a messenger yeah how will god send you to people that will not receive you with your appearance exactly exactly you are defeating his purpose for sending exactly if exactly. your appearance people will detest you because of your appearance you know? yeah you know look at john the baptist his appearance was not like what others but they were coming to him yeah but if you are in a situation where your appearance makes people avoid you, yeah, that yeah. to the extent that you cannot give out your message, then yeah. there's something wrong with yeah. your appearance that you have to, you know, make the necessary adjustments so that you can actually fulfill your purpose as a message. Exactly, exactly. You see, let's, uh, John the Baptist was a clear example. Let's look at Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 and 4. It was a clear example that the messenger, the purpose of the messenger determines, defines, still laws, and, you know, every aspect of his life Matthew chapter 3 verse 1 and 4 okay verse 1 says in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and verse 4 says and the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins Mm -hmm. and his meat was locust and wild honey all right now so we start off with um, um, with with location verse 1 tells us location wilderness Mm -hmm. you see um Nobody likes to go and just live in the wilderness. Yeah. Nobody just likes to say, I, I want to change location. I change, I'm changing location to the wilderness. Um, nobody likes that. But you see, um, God, John's purpose was one that required, one that required separation. separation. <laughs> that would be highly separated. And when you say in the city, the hustle and bustle of the city was going to want to disturb you. Oh, Even still probably the, the temptations, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's growing up. They were needed for having a life partner and the rest exactly. of his friends may want to take him to parties and the rest yeah, of it. So yeah. he would be able to live that consecrated life, life to, to fulfill his purpose yeah. as a message. So his purpose required hyper consecration. Mm. Coupled up with the fact that he was not, he was not like Jesus, one hundred percent God, one hundred percent Exactly. So distractions might be. Coupled up with the fact that he was not sinless like Jesus, mm. he was he shaping iniquity. He yeah. was born in sin, and you know. All he had so was the Holy Spirit. All he had was the Holy Spirit. He didn't have the the, the privilege of the being sinless. Yeah. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm. So the temptations would have been there. Mm. Would have been there. Just like um, Samson faced it. Yeah, Samson faced it. Mm. Funny enough, you know, critical enough, Samson was a Nazarene. Mm. John the Baptist was a Nazarene. Yeah. Jesus was a Nazarene. So I think the correction uh, John the Baptist had was stay off Samson. people. Yeah, stay off people. Stay off people. Stay off people. Just, just stay, just off, stay people. off people. Yeah, I believe he learned a lot from Samson. It shows us that we can't, we can't actually be a Nazarene in the midst of the crowd. No, 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 no. It's only Jesus that had the grace for yeah. it. Yeah. Because he was actually sent to the crowd. You get know what I'm saying? He was sent to the world. John the Baptist, was, it was not saying that he was sent to the world. I'm the voice of one crying. The voice had to cry in the wilderness for them to hear it. But, but God so loved the world that he gave. So Jesus was sent to the world. Purposes differ. You get know what I'm saying? And for the purpose of fulfilling purpose, consecration for John the Baptist was hallmark. Yeah. He had to really consecrate himself. And you see, this is one of the things that most people don't, most of the times Christians don't get to understand. You need to understand your consecration for your purpose. My consecration is different from your consecration. 
The consecration of John was given from the baptism of Jesus. Yeah. They were both Nazarenes. Amen. Mm. But the consecration of John was different. He had to be in the wilderness. Jesus only stayed 40 days in the wilderness. And after that, he was all over the city. The consecration of, 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 of Samson was meant to be, oh, you don't take anything that is dead as a Nazarene. And he had to go and take honey from the carcass of a lion. And then he was all exposed to women, women, women. And you see how he missed it. You get what I'm saying? So um, you need to understand these things as we walk with the Lord. So he did he first discover his location, his place of abode. It was a wilderness. Not fun, definitely. But consecration is to be higher than this, your your desires. Yeah, until you place consecration above desires, you will never fulfill purpose. Most of the time, one will place desire over consecration, and you will never fulfill purpose with that. Even look at in the secular world, those who are making it, they are, those who are making, they are placing consecration over desire. You know, you see some of them. You say, "I like this business," but you think it's just. You think the reason why it's making, you think that it's making money just to catch fun. It is clear that they even live more disciplined life than you that you don't have money. Yeah, because to maintain the flow of the money, they have to maintain some disciplines. Some disciplines. Watch reading one who says he fasts every day. He's not a Christian. No. Every sorry, once a week. But he's not a Christian. No. But say make sure he fasts once a week. Say to us to do some um, detoxification of his system. But you that you are, and he's a he's a, a wealthy man. But you that you are not even up to a millionaire. You can fast. You can fast. But somebody who has the money, and you know, funny enough, these guys, the way some of them they eat, they even eat scanty. But you that don't have the money, you throw everything in and, you know, and everything that. So consecration must come before the, um, your natural desires. Praise God forevermore. Now, you know, so look at John, John's clothing, camel's hair, and a leather girdle. Um, simple clothing that you don't need to be dry cleaning every now and then you know and they are they can withstand the weather can withstand the weather they, they are not subject to wear and tear because it was not called to be a fashion this um, fashionista it was called to be a rocket prophet and then his food locust and wide honey locust and wide honey doesn't need to prepare a kitchen in the wilderness just get the wide honey eat it, roast the locust and you are good to fly. He didn't have time. And you're asking me, but what was he doing that he didn't have time? That is what purpose does to you. Purpose makes you not have time for any anything other than it. Are you get what I'm saying? See, so after all, was not the prophet. He was not even reading. He was not studying the way we were studying now. He was not studying it. Uh, you can say that, but he was spending time with the Lord. That's why the Lord was telling um, um, the one you see the spirit rest upon in the body shape of the Lord. That is the Messiah. If I wasn't spending time with the Lord, if I wasn't spending time with the Lord, you would not hear such kind of things. Amen. So you can see that it, it determined everything about his life. Uh, the purpose determined his location, his job description, his clothing, his feeding, his everything. He determined it. Amen to Jesus. And the same applies to the new creation who is a messenger of God. The same applies to us. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we, purpose, purpose, purpose defines the life and the living of the new creation. Not society, not parenting, not even individuals. But today, I think we are rather having it somehow the other way around. Is it that society is determining our dressing? Today, we see um, 
new creation we see christians who want to dress like the world are you getting what i'm saying yeah. want to dress like the world we really we really have our uh, dressing idols to be people of the world you see cre- um, new creations who want to who want to live like the world and you know they are our standards funny enough you know sometimes we ask i remember once i was asking in, in church I was asking do you know can i take him no do you know or a robot no and i'm like who do you know are you get what i'm saying but if you ask them do you know this secular artist before you say the name they have finished it for you are you get what i'm saying in fact many of us in church do you know jesus will say no Remember in church once we asked them, say, okay, say what you know about Jesus. People could not talk for up to one minute. They couldn't say anything for up to one minute. It tells you that we, we are claiming to follow a master that we don't know. And it's because we have allowed many things determine our way of life. They have fine-tuned our life. They have defined us. Society. People want to be accepted in the society at the detriment of God's will for their life. You know, today you see society weddings, society funerals, society everything. But even Christians do the society thing, but we don't do the Jesus thing. Yeah, you know, and parenting, some of the time parents have determined what kind of purpose we have to fulfill. And um, to the detriment of whether this is what God wants or not, are we together? And so it's also important we know that this and some of us are peer group individuals around us they determine that they define um, our lives instead of the purpose of God so we must understand that God alone who knows the purpose for which he created us defines your life and living via his purpose for your life are you get what I'm saying so he's the only one that can define the life of his messenger and he defines it using the using the instrument of what his purpose so if we don't allow god to use his purpose to define our lives we discover that we are living our life in an order that is not you know bringing um, um, glory to god and in an order that is not making god happy and then we're living in a consistent cycle of frustration when you see frustrated christians it's not time to cast demons out it's not time to bind and loose it's time to discover if they are actually living in line with the purpose of God for their life. If the purpose of God is defining their life. Some of them are so fast to do casting and binding. Prayers, prayers. prayers. I'm not against prayers. I pray. But I believe that we would exert less energy if we understand the ways of God and live by them. You see, just like um, the, um, the pastor's story I, I saw over the weekend, where he said um, he's tired of you know pastor pray for me pastor pray for me thing because there are some people that the situations they actually brought to you something that one one wisdom you know action is enough to handle the issue but they would prefer you to pray instead of receiving the wisdom action yeah i mean you say oh, pastor pray for me my husband is beating me or oh, okay let's start with my fiance is beating me oh. you know the guy I'm supposed to get married to is, is always angry and before you know he's beating me. And then you the wisdom you need at that moment is leave this guy, delete his number and then you know just keep serving God and, and forge ahead. But the person prefers you pray for for her that the partner will not be beating her. Not actually that the anger will even go, so that the, the, the beating will not go. You know? 
I mean, you're wasting prayers. That's waste of prayers. There's wisdom step to take. Leave every association that is not sharpening you as 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 an iron. It, it means it's not supposed to be close to you. You are supposed to be detached from such association. But people prefer you be praying on 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 wood and and plastic. Plastic. Instead of them going to get uh, get the real attraction to iron. That mm-hmm. will sharpen them. Mm-hmm. They prefer plastic. They pray for plastic. They pray for wood. Pray, pray for every other thing that will not sharpen them. You see, and you know, most of the times, I, I believe that lack of understanding of purpose has made a lot of Christians waste time. Yeah. Waste, time. waste life. Waste life. Because when time is wasted, life is wasted. Yeah, waste time, waste life, waste resources, and it's so pathetic because there's actually no time. The Bible says, redeeming the times. For the days are evil. There's actually no time to waste. And when there is no time to waste, how will we be wasting time? So it's a rather painful situation we have to really attend to. Um, we have to go back to this inquiry. A lot of our prayer points are just inquiry away. If you just know what God is saying, we would rather invest more time thanking the Lord than petitioning and petitioning and sometimes when we begin to petition the Lord will ask what are you petitioning? I don't understand what you are petitioning. Yeah. I don't understand what you are petitioning. This is a, this is a, a, an answer, just an answer away. And you are petitioning me for something that I've already given you wisdom to deal with. You know? There are some there are some numbers you delete and delete forever. There are some calls you put on permanent busy. Because if you delete the number the person may start calling you put on permanent busy. And there's a number, the moment if the person goes to use another phone to call, as you know that that's the person's voice, you cut the call. That's simple as that. And um, we pray and pray and fast. Some of us even go into fasting for, for such kind of things. Praise God forevermore. But that's not meant to be. Now this means that until the new creation discovers God's purpose for his or her life, his or her life remains undefined. Undefined. Until... The new creation discover God for your life. You, the life remains undefined. Not because the Lord has not defined it, but because the individual has refused to accept the definition of God for his life. So, if you refuse the definition of God for your life, you remain undefined. You cannot define your life. You can't define your life. You can't define. Have you seen a phone defi- defining its purpose? Say, so, okay, now nah, I don't want to be a phone again. I want to be a microphone. Ah-ah. Because there's phone attached. Mm. I'm telephone, but I don't want to be telephone. I want to be microphone. We are both phones, so I want to be my. You're wasting your time. The, what would the phone end up in as? A time wasted, um, you know, it, uh, um, device. Because you are meant to what? Be a telephone, not a microphone. And you are trying to. You are defining yourself as a microphone. You waste your time for as long as you know you have time in your hands that's why we can't define it god defines by his purpose he defines instead of us trying to define our life let's go and look for his definition already yeah i can always say um um like we say there's a will of there's a perfect will of god and there's a permissive will of god for me i call it the perfect will of god and the imperfect will of man Bible says Romans 12 verse 1 and 2 be not conformed to this word that but you transform by the will bring up renew of your mind. I may prove what is that's good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. God's will is only one. It is good, acceptable, and perfect. Only one. Any other will is not his will. 
Neither did he permit it. It is man's imperfect will that man enforces on himself. That's the reason why when a man enforces the imperfect, his own imperfect will on himself, there are possibilities of things like death, at the end, sudden death or death before time. There's also frustration, now one is sure. And other things, there's even the possibility of even leaving the faith. Because backsliding. backsliding. Because you have t- taken an, your imperfect will. Man's will will forever be imperfect. Only the will of God is perfect. Even if you like it or not. I get what I'm saying. Uh, some of us, um, we, we've, we've been in situations that we don't like, but we have to accept because it is God's will. At the end of the day, we all come out to be more glorious. Uh, you get what I'm saying? More beautiful. But the one that you feel that is what you like, some of us that always want what we like, um, it's a little dangerous when you're working with God. Yeah. It's dangerous when you're working with the Lord. When you're working with the Lord, you don't go for what you like. It's meant to be flexible. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, um, delight thyself in the Lord, and it shall give you desires of thy heart. When you look at the word delight there, you actually think that it means to just be happy. Is that not so? But the word delight in, in um, that's the um, Old Testament, you know, in the Hebrew, it means to be flexible. To be flexible in the Lord. Allow God just bend you, move you the way he wants. Because it's God uses his purpose to move us, to navigate us in life. And until we are flexible, his purpose cannot navigate us. Now, today, God to Jeremiah to the potter's house and was seeing how the potter was working on the malleable clay. Um, and we have to be malleable in the house of God. And he said, can you show sure this malleable in my hand? Now, the hand of God is actually the purpose of God. I get what I'm saying. God's hand is His purpose, and we are the clay. Now, so when God created, God said, "Just about one, say, let us make man between His and only made our likeness." Yes, in the same and God created man. He made like a made in His image, made him male and female. Created them. Now He used His hand to create them. So when God was actually making Adam, was actually using His purpose to make Adam. The hands of God are the purpose of God. The instrument by which God makes us is his purpose. That's why I said before I formed you. Before I, I formed you. you. So before I formed you, it's first in the thought. Before yeah. I before I started creating before I started using your purpose to form me. I knew the purpose before the purpose yeah, started exactly. working it out. Let's make man in our own image yeah. and likeness. You know it's something that is existing before he existed. Exactly. <laughs> so it was existing in his mind and then he used his hand. His hand is his purpose. Mm to create, to form it. Now, so every time you don't want the hand of God working you out, anytime you refuse to be malleable in the hand of God, that means you are refusing His purpose from fine-tuning you, from defining you. Amen to Jesus. And this is what most of the times Christians fight. They fight the hand of God. We always want the hand of God to do valiantly against our enemy. The hand of the Lord do it valiantly. Yeah, the hand of the Lord do it valiantly. The hand of the Lord break it. The hand of the Lord destroy it. Yes, we like that hand that do it valiantly, but we don't like the hand that foment valiantly. The forming hand is the purpose of God. It's the purpose of God. That's why when He formed Adam, and I said, "Okay, now I already formed you into purpose. Now be fruitful." He blessed after He formed. The blessing always happens after the purpose has been formed. God cannot bless before He forms. Most of us want God to bless us. On unformed on forms condition. Condition. And God just bless me like that too. As some of us say, Jab explains the Lord bless me, bless me indeed. Oh Lord, bless me indeed. Before Jabez prayed, 
he was formed. The purpose of God has to form you before he blesses you. And we must understand that the blessings of God is in succession, is in graduation. When he forms you, and that's that the purpose is a book with chapters and many pages. And the purpose goes page by page. Now when he forms you for this page, he blesses you for that page. He forms you for this next page, he blesses you for that page. Now so if you are blessed, if you are formed for page one, blessed for page one, form for page two, blessed for page two, and you say, no, God, page three, I'm tired of forming. That means you should, you are tired of the blessing. Exactly. And you literally wonder, I see some Christians, they are not being full they are not multiplying, they are not repairing, they are not submitting, they have dominion. Say, but this guy was doing, he was doing well before. How come he's not doing well? He, he just got tired of being formed. That was all that happened. Purpose continuously forms us. So we must perpetually remain malleable in the hands of God, which is the purpose of God. The hand of God is the purpose of God. We must forever be malleable, flexible in the purpose of God. As, as, as missionaries, we've always told ourselves, our base is God's base. And the Lord tells us, leave this place, now we're leaving. I won't, be in, I won't waste time to sell off and leave, <laughs> sell off the things I have to sell off and the ones I can move with, I move with, and I go. Are you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. But a lot of us are so attached to so many things that we don't, we don't allow the purpose of God from us. Some of us, when the purpose of God is forming us in, in trials and tribulation, we are crying. And before you know, we have run out of the formation process. You know, that's the reason why the Bible says we should present our bodies as a living sacrifice. A sacrifice is usually dead. For it to be a sacrifice, it's usually dead. They say present the body as a holy and acceptable of God, then they say be not conformed. Why? Because if you are a living sacrifice, the sacrifice is usually dead. But now, this living sacrifice is a sacrifice that is dead but alive. Why? It's dead to self and alive in Christ. That's what the living sacrifice is. Death to self, alive in Christ. So in that light, God can, the, the purpose of God can walk and use the living sacrifice. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen, Amen to Jesus. Alright, um, so um, uh, we must also know that an undefined life is a fruitless one. It's a fruitless one. That's why you can't afford to live a life undefined. You can't afford to live a life undefined. Amen. This makes us understand that God, via the instrument of his purpose for our lives, solely defines our life and living in detail and totality. So only God, God alone, God alone, alone, what defines our life and living. Not our environment, not our society, not our family, not our um, community, not um, our peers, none of these, certificates. not our certificate, none of these define our life. God alone defines our life. Some of the times to live out this defined life by God, it comes with a lot of battles sometimes. Because there are a lot of people who want to define it. I remember when I was answering the call of God to Paonia, full time, somebody told me, you know, the close relative person told me, you would not do full time. You would not do full time. You would take a job part time and do the work. 
And as the person was talking, I didn't answer. I know for the time, most of the time, when you just talk, I will not answer and I'll just take my work away. I know some of the time they have that challenge with me because I will not confer to flesh and blood. I would, uh, they, 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 uh, they, it was that serious that some of my close relatives had to start talking about me. Even they went to their friends outside and talked to me, you know, talked to them about me. It was close like 10 years after one began to tell me that one of my relatives told him this about. I said, What did he tell you? He said, No, he didn't tell me. I said, oh, yeah, no problem, no problem, no problem. But the problem is that I, I, um, it is the purpose of God that defines me, not relatives. Not family, not friends, not loved ones, not 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 even me. I don't define me. I get what I'm saying. So when I have such challenges, there are easy walkovers for me. And the Lord has always helped me in such a way that when the challenge becomes serious, He has a way of making it making a way out for me. Amen. So it's God who solely defines by His word, by His purpose. Praise God forever. And every details. Every detail of our life have been defined by the hand of God, which is the purpose of God. Praise God forevermore. Amen to Jesus. Uh, John the Baptist had one purpose, which was to witness Christ and to witness, and, and to witness for Christ. Um, uh, uh, and what was he witnessing for Christ? And what was he witnessing Christ as? The Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. We've seen that over and again. John 1 verse 29. That was just his only purpose. See, all the living in the wilderness... All the wearing of camels, uh, um, skin with a leather girdle, all the eating of locusts and wild honey, all that consecration, all that consecration, just because he wanted to say, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin. Sometimes you wonder why so much sacrifice for just one simple tax, but you don't know that. That tax that you say is simple is not as simple as that. The devil is fighting it hard. It's fighting it hard. It's fighting hard. It's fighting hard. You see, there is the truth is that there's no simple purpose in life. Exactly. There's no simple purpose. There's no easy purpose. I'm talking from experience. I'm talking from experience. But the period of God's grace, God has blessed us with a with a, a word-based ministry where we teach the word of God. And I've seen the devil fight my ministry like crazy. All hell has been left loose on my ministry. I'm telling you, like, man. And sometimes I wonder, what is the, why the fight? When I'm, all I'm supposed to do is just come and expound God's word and pray. Why the fight? But the devil is never comfortable with any purpose that was worked out by the hand of God. Because every purpose worked out by the hand of God is not just only a threat to the, to the, to the kingdom of darkness, it's destruction to the devil. So the devil is always uncomfortable with destruction. So you, that's why no matter how small you think your purpose is, it's a threat to the devil. You see, look at the situation now where we are having perversion among children. But when we used to have children's church then some people felt that children's teacher had no purpose. There was no what is children. You know, it was that serious that I was listening to a pastor preacher once and he said in his church he doesn't have children's church, but he brings his children into the main church. Say because they can understand even from childhood, they can. And I was like, ah, what is the problem? Yeah, yeah, denying them of their their childhood, you know, <laughs> experience. Development. I'm like, what's the problem? How can you be saying that? The only way they can understand as as children, they can understand as children. You know, just give an example of my my daughter of uh, you know four, uh, five years plus. Uh, you discover. I, I try. I, I test her. You know, after service every time I ask her, what did you get from what pastor preached? Sometimes she can barely, but she maybe she gives you one line, yeah. you know. But she can't watch Super Book mm. without giving you a full. She gives you the full understanding the of full Super story. Book. You see, so, so when a child is denied 
a super book experience yeah. and sends him you send him to the main church where adults are and you just give him raw scriptures he's he can't comprehend yeah yeah. Can't comprehend. Yeah. So denying children of Sunday school is is um is I mean it's wrong and we have to look at, into it as a church because even Christ said you shouldn't uh, you know s- send the children away. Mm. You bringing them to adult church where they will not understand anything is actually sending them. Mm-hmm. I you see I think it's some parts of the advanced world that was what made um children. Um, lose contact with Christianity. Why? Because uh, everybody had to be added together, and then the children found uh, probably adult church boring, mm-hmm. you know. And so, what is the use coming? Let's go to the park, the park while uh, daddy and mommy go to that boring center, that boring you know. Day, yeah. And then, so if we're not careful, we may continue in this culture. Mm. And, 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 and it's very dangerous. I, 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 I remember my children's church, I remember my teens' I church, I remember my teens' church. You know, and every of these are very important for um, the development of God's purpose for our life. Amen to Jesus. Um, you know, it's in it's at the it's at the children's church thing. Just some of the times the teachers can spot out our giftings. Yeah, you know when when one that is good for singing, yeah. those in leadership, yeah. those in drama. You know, you just get to exercise your your gifts in different yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, spot it out. And so you see, that, that, that that's um, why people who ne- play down on the children's church, you see that today we're having a lot of regrets in the church today. I, I remember uh, the, the, the first person that actually told my mom that that's your daughter, she's going to be a very good pastor. She saw me while I was teaching teenagers in this church. Wow. Assuming I was mixing the crowd with the adults, mm. she wouldn't have been able to you know, see such a gifting. While I thought it was just a leadership thing, mm. you know, mm. but she saw that this was a good hand for you know teaching the word of God mm. as she grows. You know, you understand. Yeah. So if I was mixed with the adults, who would have discovered, you know, something like that to you know even tell my parents? Yeah. I mean, she, that means she was so convinced. That's why she could tell my parents that yeah. this this person has a gift in this aspect. Yeah, yeah. You know, so the 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 the, the things that we have play down on and it's really telling badly on the society today now since the devil knows that he, he played a checkmate there we discover that now they are trying to use the media to teach our children wrongly because you know the the the, the, the church has not been able to you know portray this rightly so we need to really understand this very well that that even Purposes that may look like seemingly small purposes. Like I always talk with person, like, you know, what about the Sunday school teacher? What do you do? And she will ask me, Are they ready to pay for such services? And I'm like, Hi, anytime she asks me, Are they ready to pay? I say, Because she said, Because these ones are just, they are not paid. They can just offer their Sunday morning to whatever. And anytime she tells me, Just break now that, you know, sometimes parents would rather pay heavy for what children don't need, but refuse to pay heavy for what children need. Exactly. Because some of these Sunday school teachers are professionals that are trained in helping children, but they have to meet up with their normal professional day life. And then Sunday they try to help a little, and they can't really help much because even the parents don't support. Are you get what I'm saying? But I believe that it's high time parents begin to support in helping these children. Because this may look like a very small purpose. But the devil is out against that purpose. 
get them from this early age you have ruined them we are here we are seeing videos we are seeing things of what's happening get them from this early age you have ruined them that's why no purpose is small the Sunday school teachers their purpose is very important the teachers their purposes are very important so God does you can you can build a consecration just for what you may call a small purpose amen to Jesus amen. so he lived for this purpose and um, he, he, he um, and, and this made him the greatest prophet that lived you know Jesus said that in Luke 7 verse 28 Luke 7 verse 28 it says um for I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is not a greater prophet than John the Baptist, but he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Wow, you see that? Now, so you see that um, John the Baptist was the greatest prophet that lived. Mm. Why? Just because he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh the sins of the world. You say, someone will say, Because is that that's just all he said, and it's called the greatest. But mind you, he had to live the consecrated life, separated life, because of just that statement, behold the Lamb of God. Because actually it was that, uh, it, it, it looked like a very simple assignment. It was that simple. It wouldn't demand wilderness relocation. Exactly. <laughs> this makes us understand that there is no simple purpose. Yeah. Every purpose requires high-level consecration, mm. high-level focus. Mm. See, my, my, I don't have, I see, all I'm just meant to do is to just um, teach children. Huh? Don't teach them well. Ten years old, they're already, already performing wonders. They're already doing different kind of things. Psychopathic uh, um, tendencies are already happening to children. There's no small purpose in God's kingdom. Praise God forevermore. And it teaches us that greatness is only attained, realized, and released when God's purpose is fulfilled through God's messengers. I get what I'm saying. What is greatness? Release God's purpose. Fulfill God's purpose. That's greatness. Greatness is not in the abundance of your possession. It's not in what you are, what you don't have. It's in just your fulfilling God's purpose. In fulfilling God's purpose, you have become great, even if you are small in the eyes of people. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why people don't judge your, our greatness. God is one who judges our greatness. Yes. Yeah. 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 Same way John the Baptist had and lived for um, one purpose, which God created and sent him to do. The new creation has and only lives for one purpose. Are we together? Yeah. This purpose is to be witnesses of Jesus, witnesses for Jesus. Yes. John was a witness for Jesus, witness of Jesus. The same thing we are. Amen to Jesus. Amen. We are the same witnesses too. You see, um, I know since we started talking about purpose in the last episode, people have been saying, God, what is my purpose? I know some people have begun to make inquiries. What's my purpose? What's my purpose? And I believe this is going to help you a great deal. What is your purpose as a new creation? We are witness of Jesus. Yes. We are witness for Jesus. That's your purpose. So, but, but, you know, Pastor, is that all? That is all. Same way you say, so the reason why John the Baptist lived was just to say, Behold the Lamb of God. That they can... And when he thought that means he finished. The next thing was I died. See, the same way you are saying that was so John just 
suffered how many years just to say, Behold, the Lamb of God has taken it. As simple as that. That's how let me use the word. Say it's simple. That's how simple it is. Yeah. And that's why you live consecrated to <laughs> Yeah. Are you get what I'm saying? Praise God forevermore. Amen. 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 And we must do this with our lives and we must live to do it. Amen to Jesus. Amen. Now, as understood thus far, witnessing for Christ defines our lives in details and in totality. It defines our lives in details and in totality, witnessing for Christ. Amen. Amen. It totally defines our life and it gives every detail of our lives. It defines and determines what we wear. You see that? What we eat, what we do, what we say, where we live, the job or business we do, our spouse, and our life in totality. Now, I understood from an early age that my purpose determines my spouse. So I was, you know, always looking for. You were for not found with every and every. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was a lady who, um, while I was on campus, people always used to see her around me, and they always thought that, oh, she was going to, you know, end up with me and everything. In fact, when she came home to visit once, my mom was like liking her. My mom is always like, what do you say she's studying again? I told my, I told my mother what she's studying. And my mother was like, oh, oh, oh. And my mother was like, stop the oh, you are owing me. Because I know that this one will not work with me in destiny. I get what I'm saying. I, I knew that I needed somebody that would be hardcore, you know, ministry material. I'm not somebody who um, knows it all. I need somebody that can also help my mind, amen to Jesus, and help me in areas where I don't, you know, I don't know it. And so it's affected my choices. It also made me stay in the place of prayer. And um, it's most understandable that your purpose will define your partner. Yeah. You define your partner. Many of the challenges we're having today is because people sought for a partner outside their purpose. That's it. They sought for a partner. They took a partner <laughs> contrary to their purpose. So it's not just God fearing. It's not just God fearing. Is <laughs> is this God's purpose for my life? Is this one in line with my God's purpose for my life? You 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 you, you think is no? It's it's more than that. It's more than that. You know. The one that when it is time to go and serve the Lord, that one says that's the time we have to go and start pounding yam. Mm. Ah, it is well. Then, uh, well when it's time to go for missions, he prefers vacation. Vacation. You know. When it is time to give to 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 to, to the furthering of the gospel, he says he wants to buy a robe at that time. Mm. But that's when he wants to buy a land cruiser. And he says that's that money you want to give that that um Five, that five thousand dollars is very important for me to save to get you land cruiser. See, the land cruiser is how much? Say it's fifty-five thousand dollars. Sir, but it's just five thousand. If you remove five thousand from five, is it still fifty-five thousand? So I need it. Are you get what I'm saying? So it makes us understand that it is very important. It's very important. Very very important. The job, the business, a job that takes you from God. Has taken you from your purpose. Yeah. A business that takes you from God has taken you from your purpose. In fact, the reason why we are able meant to be entrepreneurs is that so that we can have enough time and resources to serve God. Mm-hmm. But when entrepreneurship now takes us from God, no, there's something wrong. Are we together? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So the place we lived, where we live, should be a place where 
we can serve God well, we can fulfill the purpose of God for our life. But if where we live now deters us from fulfilling the purpose of God for our life, then there's a problem. See? So, the purpose of God, witnessing, defines everything. It defines everything. It defines everything. So, witnessing is far more than talking about Jesus. It is living Jesus and living for Jesus. When you hear about witness, most of us talk about, oh, I'm going for witness. I'm going to talk about Jesus or talk for Jesus. You see, um, disciples in Antioch were called Christians, Christianos, as a group of Christianos. Um, not because they just spoke about Jesus, but they actually lived Jesus and lived for Jesus. So when they saw them, they said, these guys are just living like their master. So they called them Christianos, followers of Christ. Which that's what witnessing entails. It's more that because of that, we say we're going for witnessing. We think of that one day in the week we go out for witness. Some of us one day in the month we go to witness to people, and that is all. And witnessing is beyond our words. It is who we are, what we do, what we eat, how we eat. Are you get what I'm saying? What we what we put on, how we dress. That's witnessing for you. And if this does not come to a consciousness in our heart, you know, if it doesn't become our consciousness, we'll discover that we will not be fulfilling the purpose for which God created us. Somebody says, uh, some people complain and are like, oh, despite the increasing number of denominations, yet the problems in the world are still increasing. The denominations are increasing, the seemingly Christians are increasing, but the, but the followers of Christ are witnessing their life with their lives, they are less. If we have more followers of Christ who witness with their life, I'm telling you, we will have more solutions in our societies. More solutions. I listened to um, a man of God and he said, somebody came to the Bible school, after coming to the Bible school, the person said, you know, she used to be, you know, a, a particular kind of person who, you know, she, she said she um, loved God, but she did, she believed in things that were contrary to you know what the word of god says believed in things like abortion and and all the likes you get what i'm saying and he had to ask like i said he didn't condemn i didn't judge i just asked that question i said i just want to ask you a question how come were you able to say you loved god you were you were born again and you still believed in all these things and she had the answer finally she said i i, I loved god but i didn't love and when I heard that, I was like, wow, this is true. There are people who say they love God, but they don't actually love the Lord, love the world. That's why Jesus asked Peter, lovest thou me more than this? Peter denied him three times. Jesus asked the question three times. So you have to choose to not just only love me as a person, love me as the world made flesh. You have to love me as a word, as a word made flesh. Not only I love God because of what He does, because of who He is, I can cry when worshiping, when worshiping, when singing. But do I love Him for His word, for His acts, for His decisions concerning me, for His direction? A lot, a lot of, a lot, um, quite, uh, some, some, some Christians they love God when He does things that He loves. 
when it comes to the things that we are to do in return, reciprocate the love. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. And it's time for us to reciprocate the love that he has given to us. Take that love and give him back. Becomes a problem. Remind me of some children who you give them something, give them a biscuit, and then you tell them, please give me, and they turn, put their hand at their back. You get what I'm saying? That's a little of precept for you. He gave you the love. Okay, love me back. Just give me one out of the 15 sticks. Love me back. Put our hands behind. I can't love you back. And we then claim to love God. Why? Why do we actually love God? Because He loves us. Is that not so? He's given to us. Okay, now re- re- give to the Lord. Give to the Lord. Ah, uh, you see, but you don't understand, Pastor. He's the one meant to give to us. We are not meant to give to Him. You see, God is the one who supplies. We are the receivers. That's why we have all those kind of plenty. Samuels. But he said, you cannot witness if you do not give to the Lord. You cannot witness. Amen. Amen. So witnessing is eating for Jesus, dressing for Jesus, sleeping, waking, working, interacting, transacting, talking, marrying, and doing everything for Jesus. That's what witnessing is. I, I, I heard a story of a particular um, um, missionary who came to a, 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 a an African nation, and he they told him, "Okay, you can stay, but never you preach to any of us about Jesus. Ne- this is your Jesus you are talking about. Don't open your mouth and preach to anybody." And the man said, "No problem. You know what? He never opened his mouth to preach about Jesus, but he just kept leaving Jesus to them, showing Jesus to them with his life, loving, living Jesus." And after years, he died. They actually gave him a 15 bear. They buried him on the mountaintop. <laughs> they buried him because they loved him, because he loved them. He showed them love, so they just loved him. They were not treated by him. They, they honored him. They gave him a 15 bear. Years after, some missionaries came there. And the fathers had died. But the children knew about this man. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the fathers um, gave them, transmitted the information to them. You know? So. These missionaries came and they just talking about Jesus, talking about the love of Jesus, talking, talking about the person of Jesus and know and his love and everything. And then when they were preaching to these people about Jesus, one of them said, Ah, that person you're talking about. He's living in this, he once lived in this community. <laughs> and the missionaries were actually come because they know that Jesus lived in Palestine, in Israel. Yeah, no, 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 no. He didn't live here. He lived in Israel. He never left Israel. He lived all his on earth, it's like three and a half years in Egypt. They said, No, they, they were agnostic. They said, No, he lived there. That person, you're talking that person, that person, the, the, the description of his love, his character, that person lived here. They after the mother, they say, Okay, wh- okay, come and show us the person. He says, No longer alive, I will show you his tomb. And this guys took these missionaries and showed them the tomb of this missionary who once came and died. It was then they were like, they were not trying to put plus and minus together. They said, this, this, is it, this is his name. Now, this is, but they now saw the name of Jesus. They actually knew about him. You know what I'm saying? Because he was reporting to them. And wow. So, they now, it was then they revealed the whole story that man, they told him not to tell him. They told him not to tell him about his God. But you see, everything you are saying about this, your God, that he said, that was what he was actually doing. And that was what opened them to the Because some of the times, we may not be able to preach with our words, but our life may be a bigger message yeah. that we later on win people. So, witnessing 
is dressing, sleeping, walking, transacting, talking, marrying, and doing everything for Jesus. First, when we do this, we live to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. 1 Corinthians 10, First Corinthians 10 31 says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Do all to the glory of God. That is witnessing. Doing all to the glory of God. Once God's glory becomes the focus of our life, we are witnessing. And with that, we are living His purpose out. Say, so, Pastor, what's my purpose? Do all to the glory of God. We are eating. You're sleeping. Start from there. Start from there. Let's start from there. Do you, is that what I said? That what I said. Purpose is in pages. You grow in, in your pages. Uh, start from everything: eating, sleeping, um, transacting, talking. Start from doing everything to the glory of God. Uh, you won't know when you just begin to grow into a de- greater depth of the fulfilling of your purpose. But it starts from there, and it keeps growing. Good lesson is doing all. To the glory of God. I think it's a very good, um, you know, cap to, to, to this episode. Is God alone determines, you know, our life and our living, you know, and like Pastor said, God alone determines our greatness, not people, not the outcomes, not the results, you know, not the possessions. God alone determines our greatness. And uh, this, with this understanding, I think we should all yearn to give him all the glory. Yeah. We should all yearn to, you know, make sure that all our actions uh, bring glory to his name. Yeah. And as we do that, uh, we see that we are we are fitting in more into God's plan day by day. Yeah. Like like he rightly said, uh, purposes are not through pages, not through a book. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't really say this book is my life. I mm. know. Uh, you know, even Jesus, before he was hit on uh, the scripture that was written concerning him, he had lived, uh, you know, most part of his life. Mm-hmm. You know, and and with good um, with good testimony, and that is why even before his miracle life started in the physical, in the you know, in the, in publicly, his mother could attest to the fact that this one he can he can handle the situation of no wine in the marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, so we should just live our daily lives giving all the glory to God, you know, bringing all the glory to God. And before we know it, we'll walk in the full picture of His purposes for our life. So don't bog, don't bog your head with um, what is God's purpose for my life. Start living your life from now on, you know, with the aim of uh, bringing all the glory to God. God bless you for listening to this episode. See you at the next episode. And tell others about it. God bless you. there you've not made jesus your lord and personal savior um i would want to invite you to make this decision is the best decision you can make in your life and i encourage you to do it now if you want to make this decision please say this prayer after me dear lord jesus i come to you today i know that i'm a sinner i know that you died for me and on calvary's tree 
You shed your blood to take away my sins. Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. I make you my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray for you, Lord. I pray for everyone who has made this decision. Thank you for receiving them in the beloved. And thank you for giving them the grace to serve and follow you all the days of their life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Beloved, thanks for listening to Grace Life Comic Podcasts. We believe that you've been blessed via this episode. We request that you also remain connected to us via our other social media handles on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, and YouTube. We are Grace Life Komi on all these platforms. Also, for more information about the ministry of Pastor Chimdi and Funke Oahuna, kindly visit chimdioahunaministry.org. You can also send us your requests and testimonies via email today through ministry at gmail.com. We are dedicated to feeding your spirit man with spiritual meals that we edify, equip, and engender your growth in the knowledge of God. Remain connected to Grace Life Komi. God bless you. Jesus is Lord.